It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, I want to take a quick pause here just to fill you in on a little bit of new information and happenings with the I Know You Hear Me podcast. Not only did we bring Dubby Energy on as our partner, but we also joined the Rum Runners Podcast Network. And if you like this show, let me go ahead and tell you you're going to like all the other shows in the family of Rum Runners. They've got something for everybody, almost like this podcast. They've got comedy podcasts, paranormal and true crime podcasts, pop culture, lifestyle, health and fitness. You want it, they got it, just like this show, and we are happy to be a part of the Rum Runners family. So go check out the show notes, click on the links down there, and go check out these other shows and support them just like you support us. And then go over to the Dubby Energy link and use code Flynn Hendricks for 10% off and get yourself some jitterless pre-workout with all natural ingredients. And I know you hear me. <laughs> this is Goku, and when I'm out hunting the Dragon Balls and ignoring Bulma's dirty old fanny, I'm listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with the Earth's strongest podcaster, Flynn Hendricks. I want to take a minute and thank our newest sponsor and partner, Dubby Energy. And while I'm doing that, I want to ask you a question. Are you like me and trying to find that pick-me-up throughout the day or just trying to find a way to get yourself going when you wake up in the morning? Well, then look no further because I'm about to give you my exclusive code to Dubby Energy. And if you don't know what Dubby Energy is, let me fill you in a little bit. It's a natural energy drink that doesn't have the crash, doesn't have the jitters. It's keto-friendly, and it has all the good ingredients that your body needs to help on focus, getting energy, and keeping going throughout the day. And you don't have to worry about the crashes or the jitters at the end of it. I've started using it, and God almighty, do I notice a big difference. My focus is where it needs to be. My concentration is on point, and I am absolutely crushing it in my workouts, and it's helping me on those long road trips to wrestling shows, too. Because, you know, as a traveling world television champion, I'm all over the place. I've got husband responsibilities. I've got dad responsibilities. I've got everything going on, and this stuff helps me get through it all. So if you want to try it for yourself, use my exclusive code, Glenn Hendricks, all one word, and use the link in my show notes below to go check out W Energy and get some for yourself and feel as amazing as I'm feeling right now. And you won't be disappointed. And I know you hear me. Welcome back, everybody. Come on in, grab a hold, take a seat, whatever you want to do. Get ready to cheer, get ready to boo, because it's time for another in-depth look into my life and my mindset, and you're about to get the full Flynn Hendricks experience. So, God, it's it's 
taken me a while to actually sit down and record this episode because I have been processing it still almost a month later. And man, today we're going to be talking about the Caverna Super Show 2023, the show that I headlined in a losing effort to Chris Michaels and Brandon Wolf, which Chris Michaels, if you're a fan of I Know You Hear Me, you'll remember was my very first guest all the way back, got two, almost two years ago at this point, which I've said it time and time again, I might as well copyright or trademark the phrase, time has no meaning anymore. But guys, we're going to talk about everything that led into that show and why it's taken me this long to process it, because... When I tell you there was an emotional and an adrenaline dump at the end of that show and the end of that night, I mean, there was an emotional and an adrenaline dump at the end of that night. As soon as the one, two, three happened, ugh, I had to hold it together till I got through the curtain, but it hit me right after. So let's just go back to the beginning, because if you'll remember at the tail end of 2021, I had Victor Lewis, known in the wrestling world as Vic the Bruiser, on the show. And he told me that he wanted me to come out of retirement for his retirement show, which at the time I assumed would have been the Caverna Super Show 2022 that he was headlining. Well, that turned out to not be his last show, and I was on the pre-show defending the same title that I just defended in the main event of 2023 on that show. Still getting back in, still getting my ring legs under me, and trying to build my cardio and stamina back up. Flash forward to the end of the night, I'm doing a run-in on him and his match to set up our feud for the Ultimate Championship, which, try as I might and chase as I might, put bounties out, whatever you want to say, I didn't win by the end of the year. Right now that title is inactive, but uh, something tells me things may change, and there may be some things coming in the future. But, that left me as the only active champion that the UCW had right now. So in its over 25-year history, I was the only active champion. I was the peak of the mountain, the top of the roster, whatever you want to say. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stuff that went into Caverna. Um, there were a lot of great matches, a lot of cards subject to change, things happen, things change. That's, that's life, that's wrestling. It all imitates each other. But we'll get into the stuff in front of the curtain here in just a moment, but going behind the curtain, going into my real life. Those of you that have followed the podcast, you know about the emotional roller coaster that was 2022 with losing three dogs, you know, having one of the dogs attack my youngest son. Um, still reminded of that to this day when I see his forehead. You know, my my grandfather being diagnosed with stage three cancer that he's still fighting. My mother having open heart having open heart surgery. Um leaving a job that I'd been at for seven years. It was a very well-paying job, but it was a toxic culture that was just defeating me mentally and feeding my depression and anxiety, and it wasn't good. Left it for another job that was less paying, and that only added to the stress of the financials and running the bills up on stupid purchases and medical bills and credit card bills, everything in between, and it just... <clears throat> it was a perfect storm for things to go wrong. And even my, my therapist has said, I don't know how you didn't break at that point, And I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Um, and there were a lot of issues behind the scenes at home because neither my wife nor myself were addressing these issues perfectly and, or properly, I should say. And, you know, we just, we took it out on each other because we didn't know what else to do. We fought, we argued, we did everything. We set a horrible example for our kids and I'm, I'm holding myself accountable for that. I still regret it to this day, and I would go back and change it if I could. But 
what happened during all that, though, is I just, I dove full on into professional wrestling. I dove full on into UCW and eventually TCW because that was my escape. And even though things weren't going right there and there were, there were some speed bumps, let's be honest. Nothing ever goes as perfectly as planned. But I was diving into that. I was diving into voiceover, podcasting. I was doing everything I could to just escape from all these problems. And, you know, while something professionally went great, like SummerSlam, for example, what happens the next day? My grandfather goes to the hospital. Then the day after that, my dog attacks my son. Uh, We lose our first dog, Mo, in January of 2022. The next day, I'm wrestling and getting my hands on the UCW Southern States Championship. So it's just... Excuse me. Allergies. Um, It's just this crazy roller coaster of where one side of my life is in a lull, the other picks up, and then they just balance each other out. You don't really get a moment to celebrate the wins or the successes or the happy moments because you're immediately getting the rug pulled right out from underneath you, and it sucked. But, um, so essentially from January of last year till March of this year. So that's about a 14 to 15 month span that I held the Southern States championship, which if I'm not mistaken now, I believe that was the longest reign that championship has had, uh, with one owner. So I think I hold the record for that now, which is pretty damn sweet if I'm going to be honest about it. But, uh, man, it got to a point where I was confident in what I was doing. I was traveling to places like Wisconsin up in Milwaukee and defending the Southern States Championship at Legacy Pro against guys like T.C. Washington and just being a traveling champion like I was a fan of with things like Ric Flair back in the 80s where you had the champion that traveled from territory to territory and then I eventually started going to Triple Crown Wrestling which is under the umbrella and in the family of UCW. So I mean by that point, I'm confident in saying I was operating on a level that was different from everybody else in the locker room to an extent. Now, there are certain veterans that were on their own level because they've been doing it way longer than I have. They know what they're doing. They could do this with their eyes closed, and I'm trying to get to that level. But compared to a lot of the younger guys or the mainstay talent that they were seeing, my matches were different. The crowd believed I was hurting these people that I was in the ring with. The crowd was just absolutely into my matches. I would get the loudest boos of the night. My opponents would get the loudest reactions of the night. And this is not me fluffing anybody's ego. This is me being hand-to-God honest truth. So when it came down to it, and this match for the Southern States Championship was announced as the main event and made a tag match, which you know, puts Brandon Wolf, the guy that I originally took the title from, tagging him with Chris Michaels, the guy that everybody knows, I've sung his praises, was originally supposed to train me, has done so much legendary stuff in this career. He is one of my heroes on the independent scene. Puts me and my tag team partner, Francisco Chiazzo, um, a journeyman veteran wrestler from Florida who came up for the event, puts us against them in a tag team match where every person in the match has a stipulation. If I get pinned, I lose the championship. If Francisco wins, he puts up a a sum of money. If Chris Michaels wins, he retires. If Brandon Wolf, uh, I'm sorry, if Chris Michaels loses, he retires. And if Brandon Wolf loses, he gets his head shaved. So ideally, you know, I, I came out looking like I could possibly retire a legend or shave the head of my biggest competitor. So, I mean, in old school mentality, I took it as this show 
was the success of this show was dependent on how badly people wanted to see this match because they'd seen it at fair shows, they'd seen it at other places throughout the state of Kentucky and Tennessee, and they got hotter and hotter, and they wanted to see it. They wanted to see if this would be Brandon's last chance and he would lose his hair, or if I would, you know, end up with my foot in my mouth. So we had to follow five other matches that had every right to be on that card. They deserved the spots they were in, and they made it... They they did their job. They made us work harder as the main event to follow that. The focus of that match was automatically on me and Brandon because we'd had the long-term story, 14, 15 months of buildup. We'd even done it on the local news two days before where I'm coming off of a stomach virus, and I'm not going to lie, I lost seven pounds, so I wasn't feeling the best, but I'm there in a three-piece suit defending... You know, talking about defending my championship, trying to represent the company to the best of my ability and look professional, doing it, being well-spoken, and just doing all this stuff. And in the middle of all this, too, I'm also working on a movie that's going to be coming out for Amazon either later this year or early next year. I don't know the details just yet, and that's really all I can say. So I'm doing all this. I've gotten all this stuff from the previous year that's just in the rearview mirror, but it's still not getting its proper due for giving me time to recover and adjust from it. And man, oh man, like it's just all there waiting for the dam to break when that match is over. That match, uh, it feels like it flew by, but I, I, I don't really know any other way to say it than it was my passion project. It was my magnum opus for the last almost year and a half because every bit of emotion, every bit of frustration, every bit of my real life anxiety came to the front in my character where I tried to hold it together and be the cool, calm, collected, professional champion, but eventually got hot-headed leading into the show during an interview and showed that there might be a crack in the armor that told the story where there's a possible rift that, hey, he might slip and he might lose his championship. And, you know, going out there, by the time I come out the curtain, these people that were lined up at my at my table earlier in the day to get autographs, buy toys, get pictures, whatever, they even they're booing me. They don't want me to win, despite you know taking pictures with the championship, whatever it may be. Th- that's how well I got into my job. That's how well I performed, and where acting has helped me as a method actor. I did not want one person in that building to like me, even if they knew what was going on. I did not want one person to like me. Four fans even tried to fight me, and it got to the point where Francisco had to come and back me up at ringside because we weren't sure if these four people were going to jump the guardrail and try to attack us. And I thank him to, I will always thank him for having my back there, but that just fed into more of the emotion of the match. And if you look at it too, it's turnabout is a bit of fair play because the end of that match, man, um, Brandon wasn't legal. We'll address that another time. Brandon wasn't the legal man, but he pulled a page out of my playbook. He had help from Chris Michaels. Super kick. He slides in and hits me with his moonsault, which is a backflip off the top rope. Lands it perfectly on my stomach. Gets the pin one, two, three. I'm I literally lay there in the ring. And I am trying to hold it together. I am trying not to cry. I am trying to just process that this is over. This this chapter is over. This chapter, this work, this sacrifice, this running from my responsibilities, just running from everything, the argument that my wife and I had earlier in the day because I was a bundle of nerves and being a moody dickhead, everything came to the forefront. And I, 
I wanted to cry right there. Almost 600 people erupted out of their chairs, out of the bleachers in this gymnasium. And I've, I've shared the pictures if you follow it on social media. Footage will be released soon. But the eruption of these people when they counted one, two, three, and I got pinned is something that solidified to me that I did my job. I may not have done it the right way behind the scenes with what I neglected and where I failed on the personal front, but professionally, I made it real. I made it real to the point that people in the back that are supposed to be in the business thought it was real. I made it real to every single one of those fans that thought I was hurting someone and about to shave their head or retire a legend, whatever it may be. I made it real because I believed it was real. And to this point, oh man, we're it's it's something that I still process and I know I sound like I'm rambling, but this was one of the biggest things for me because for the first actually the majority of my career, I was always told I was never going to be in a position like that. I was told I didn't deserve to be in a position like that. I was only there to make other people feel better. But I walked into one of the biggest shows in this area as the champion, headlining that show, and got the biggest reaction of the night and made my opponent by doing my job and doing what I was told would never work. So... Uh, and you can understand, hopefully this puts it in perspective now of why I'm still processing this because it was an emotional roller coaster. There was a WWE tryout in there that didn't really go the way I wanted it to. There was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and it all kind of came into play into the chip on my shoulder and the, the piss and vinegar that I carried in with me and I just wanted it to go and get the job done, get it across the goal line, get it across the finish line and get it done and man... Now it's just wondering where do we go from here outside of giving myself a break and giving myself some downtime. So we'll see where it goes next. But like I said, this has just been a real life look into my life and my mindset on what all went into the Caverna 2023 Super Show and walking in as champion, leaving defeated former champion, but feeling accomplished, feeling the emotions and processing all that at the same time. So guys, if you liked this episode, I hope that you'll not only subscribe to this show on whatever platform you get it on, but you'll leave a five-star review. And if you if the platform allows, leave a written review because that really does help and I will be forever in your debt. And guys, if you want to support this show and then also support some great charities like the Nashville Humane Society or St. Jude, check me out on social media. Get connected on my link tree. It's all going to be in the show notes where you can get some merch because a portion of every sale I make goes to help one of those great charities. And guys, I've got trading cards available now. Action figures are in the works. I've got shirts. I've got cups. Like, if you like the Yeti-style cups and thermoses and tumblers, I've got those being made. If you just need a quick water bottle, I've got those made. I've got a little bit of everything. So, whatever you want, guys, get connected. Let's support the show. Keep supporting me so I can help support in these charities, and I can keep bringing you great quality audio content. And if I'm in your area, guys... Go ahead and come out and check out the show. Don't be afraid to boo me. And don't be afraid to ask for a picture before the show starts or after the show, too. Because when I'm out of character, guys, I'll take a picture. You can hold the Flynn Hendricks Enterprises Championship. You can do whatever you want. Just show up and support the show. And, guys, this has been a real-life look into my life. You know what to do. Make sure you're here next week for another awesome episode. And I know you hear me.
The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.